But what if I really wanted you to talk? Oh no, I'm talking! Um, <clears throat> Hello and welcome. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. no. <laughs> be my be my guest, little lamb. No. Ladies and gentlemen, Zena Wood is back with us. What what is your name? My name is Zena Wood. I'm quite a little fucking squinty bit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love you, Zena. Well, I mean, I only know one South African, and that's Zena. So. And the guy that's going to be taking over for John Stewart on the Daily Show. This is. Do you know his name? Intro yet? Not really. I mean, I'll find an intro. <laughs> Did we say hello and welcome to Off Time Jive? Hello name... and welcome to Off Time Jive. Thank you for my joining name, us. Thank you for joining us. Are you just? My name is. Are you Tyler I thought you, were, I thought you were copying me for a second. And my name is Mikey Chan <laughs> from Kazakhstan. I don't even know where I, it is. It's where Borat's from. Oh. It rhymed. Um, the guy from The Daily Show, do you know his name? I don't know his name, actually. Um, I did see the clip of him, because I know he's not a full-time correspondent for The Daily Show, but he is on there on a fairly infrequent basis. And uh, I saw Yeah, he's been on twice, from what I've heard. Yeah, and I saw one of the clips that he was in, and he was pretty funny. I don't think he's as funny as John Oliver, but I don't know, maybe that's because he wasn't the host. What do you think happened with that? Um... <laughs> Because I have to imagine that they were talking about that for a really long time. What? I mean, Jon Stewart wouldn't just be like, hey, I'm leaving, like, and give two weeks' notice. Okay, bye. So they had to have been thinking of, like, a successor. And, you know, I would think that it would be John Oliver. Are you getting a phone call? No. Yes. You're getting a... I'm ignoring it. <laughs> Continue. God, Jesus, tell your friends that... Oh, wait, you don't have any. Yeah, that was just your mother just on the, the phone. One. No, it wasn't. I saw who it was. Go on. Um, something about John Oliver. John Oliver you would think is that awesome. he would be Last the one. Last week tonight's hilarious, but he has his own show on HBO. Well, that's the thing. It's like, but yeah. do you think that they discussed having him as the successor? I think he would be the spiritual successor. I don't know about this new guy. I like from the clips that I've seen. I haven't seen him on the Daily Show, but I the one um, more famous clip that's been going around. He was on David Letterman, mm-hmm. and he was just doing a stand-up routine. He was just like the. The, the the guests, sometimes they do a musical guest, sometimes they do a stand-up guest. David Letterman's still... Alive? Yeah. yeah. I walk by his place all the time. Um, not his house, but, you know. Well, maybe it is his house. I don't know. I don't presume to know David Letterman's life, but the place that they shoot, it's on Broadway. It's uh, in a Broadway theater. It's not even like a studio. And Tyler Pino has a thing for David Letterman um, for all our viewers. Well, then again, don't we all? Um, no. Oh. Mm, <laughs> my uh my actually my father uh when my when my father was in new york one year with my sister who was um, three or four at the time uh they actually met david letterman in central park they have a picture with him it's like he always he always used to show me the pictures like you've got a photo with david letterman look at how fucking tall he is was that a thing is he tall yeah apparently he's like six something he's apparently really tall oh that's funny because like conan o'brien is also really tall oh yeah but yeah, there's a there's a height requirement for late night TV show talk show hosts. That's why you don't see any Asians hosting any late night TV show talk That's shows. That's another thing. Like, um, you don't, do you? No. You do. Well, I mean, Jimmy Fallon. It's kind of weird. That is like the one um, demographic that you 
that that's probably the last bastion. Like you'll know that we will have made it as an accepting society when we get like an Asian co-host or I have one. <laughs> I mean, an Asian host of like a talk show. Oh my God, you're spearheading the uh, the cultural acceptance. Yeah, uh, what I'm, a what a turn of events. I <laughs> I am the we're no longer the Glenn Beck program. We're now super good. Stop squinting. <laughs> Welcome back to the Glenn Beck Podcast. <laughs> he has one. He probably gets a lot more listeners than we do. Yeah, probably. But, but then again, dick. he's still Glenn I Beck. Mean, would you re- yeah. It's like, that's kind of the definition of selling your soul. If that's what we <laughs> had to Glenn do Beck. to get, like, because uh, he gets millions and millions of listeners. He has a radio show, not a podcast. Does he? Yeah, he's like an AM talker, um, which apparently there are still just millions of people listening to talk radio on the AM, which is like, why? Why well, would you listen to a talk this, radio program? But or we're internet, internet radio. Yeah, well, we're way better. Well, our, our, our title is Off-Time Internet Radio. Yeah. So it's, it's Actually, not, our, our website is just Off-Time, off-time radio, radio, so yeah. that could confuse a lot of people. But no, it's... it's <laughs> what do we search for? Off-Time Jive? Off-Time Internet Radio? Off-Time Radio? But I would, Find us on the Twitters. I would so much at, rather be at. this. I would so much rather just be sitting in your dorm room and talking to no one in particular than having to be Glenn Beck or Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> Well, I mean, Granted, like, you know how fucking much money Rush Limbaugh makes. Yeah, that's true. Um, but find, find us on Twitter at holler at Michael. Yeah, have we ever talked about him? Apparently, uh, well, he lives in Palm Beach, which is the island of Palm Beach is right around where I came from. But okay. like the island, I was going to say island, it like, sounds like a fucked up place, and it's it Florida, is. so it's fucked up. Place. Okay. <laughs> well, it's it's one of the most wealthy areas in the entire country. It's but it's that's not where I'm from. It's. I'm from the shittier side. I'm, like, on, the, I'm on the wrong side of the track. It's like you're giving directions to one of your friends, like, okay, so you're, on the left you're going to see this nice, it's a really big house, seven bedrooms, four bathrooms, there's going to be like a limousine and a couple Hummers parked outside. Mm-hmm. We live in the shitty house, it's right next door, uh, yeah. it looks like a shack, it's painted lime green. Yeah. Well, anyway, a, a bunch of celebrities live there, but Rush Limbaugh in particular is probably the most famous one. Um, and I, I know a lot of people that work in restaurants around West Palm Beach that uh, say that he comes in all the time and he's the nicest person in the world. I see, you keep sounding like you're saying Rush Limbo, and in my mind, I'm just playing what that looks like in an elderly <laughs> retirement home, and it looks really interesting. I like to think it's the members of Rush playing Limbo, <laughs> which I guess, you know, that's just redundant. You already said retirement home. <laughs> um, Pretty soon. But no, apparently he's. Limbo. Like, the, the people that. Uh, work at those restaurants they all like fight over who gets to go to rush's table because he like continually leaves like 500 percent tips jesus um and i guess that's probably just his way of living with the fact that he's the most evil man in the world on the radio (laughs) (laughs) it's just like he's 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 everything that's wrong with this country i mean you say this and you realize that you are also on radio right i just want to make you aware i'm not saying that radio is everything that's wrong with this country i'm saying that rush limbaugh is everything that's wrong with this country no i was talking about being evil unless well i mean i'm a different kind of evil yeah you're the kind that makes people cry themselves to sleep at night which (laughs) i mean like if you listen to our podcast that's probably what you got to do yeah, well, our listeners are probably like. Making, I hear like, that a, a lot of list. people use this as a sleeping aid. They turn this on so they start crying uncontrollably, and then eventually they run out of electrolytes and pass out. <laughs> yeah, eventually they just want it to end, um, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, I've tried to listen to our podcast a couple times. Yeah, yeah, you puts no me right else. to sleep. Does it? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It makes me angry. I'm always <laughs> just like, it should be so much better than it is. I just gotta get I have all of, of these ideas. Okay. 
I just gotta get rid of that little boy. You gotta get rid of your co-host, make it much better. Um, no, we did last week. It was okay. I mean, well, I don't think that you're the problem with it. Zena, I heard your racist comments. <laughs> she got so upset. We ended up having, um, I just found out before we started this that Mikey Chan did not listen to it last week. <laughs> Um, evidently he was too hurt. Hey, man, that wasn't my fault. Hey, listen, you were the one I got working a, all weekend. I got a text that were like, hey, guess what? You're fired. And I'm like, yeah, okay. okay. And then, but, and then a couple days later, I got another text like, oh, so, you know, like when I said you were fired, yeah, that didn't work out. So we're going to record a podcast. That's not quite how it happened. But if you were really to count all of the times that I've texted you and said you were fired, it'd probably be a lot. <laughs> I mean, I have to, because I say to... it at least two to three times every time I'm in this room. Yeah, no, you say it like two to three times a day, like probably on average. Yeah, I mean, which is weird because I'm not necessarily around you every day, so I'm just like walking oh, yeah, around I'll my apartment. Oh, yeah, I'll get a random text at like 4 a.m. be like, I'm hey, like you're fired! And then Laura's like, I don't work for you. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I wasn't meant for you. <laughs> I was just saying, I'm practicing for when I fire my kitchen. When did you plan to do that? Three weeks ago. Every day of my goddamn life. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Oh, that's I not was, true. I was waiting. I was waiting for that April Fool's Day text. You're like, hey, guess what? You know, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. <laughs> it's, it's a great time. By the way, happy April Fool's, motherfucker. I wish I that, that had occurred to me. <laughs> no, you stupid twat. Whoa, whoa, what did you just say? I said you were a stupid twat. I love you, but you're a stupid twat, is what I mean to say. Okay. Oh, anyways, April Fool's. Were we still talking about The Daily Show? Well, we no host for The Daily Show. We talk about a lot of things. He's really funny. Um, he is. Um, I think it'll be interesting, because... Yeah. They're I, taking the last week tonight perspective, where it's... It reminds you of how ridiculous America is, especially from an outsider's perspective. And I really love Last Week Tonight. I watch it more than The Daily Show at this point. Do you? Yeah, I don't really watch... Well, I don't have HBO, um, so I don't watch that. You know who has HBO? I do. I know. It's awesome. Game of Thrones starts next week. I call you and I'm like, let's hang out. And you're like, no. No, I'm watching Game of Thrones by myself I'm jerking off by myself. To Game of Thrones. To Game of Thrones. On HBO. Catch it April. What is it? When, when does it come out? Uh, next week, I believe, week? isn't it? Yeah. Exciting. That's actually another thing that I wanted to talk about. You still haven't played this fucking game on I Steam. I still haven't played this game yet. You no. really should. I, 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 you downloaded, would like it. I downloaded three games of which, over this past month, none of which, none of which the are the game I've been telling you to. Well, it's good. Um, the second episode, which was uh, came out um, February, I think, uh, that one wasn't so great. But it does seem to follow in the footsteps of the show in as much as they'll give you... The second episode sucks? Yeah, they'll give you an amazing episode followed by something that's just so boring. It was... You know what the problem is? And I I, I find... Where's the bows? Where's the bows? You know what the problem is with a show like Game of Thrones is because it's such a vast, sweeping narrative in this fictional world, and I find the same problem in the books... um, they have to take some time to do a lot of world building, mm-hmm. which just, it's so expository and boring. And, like, right after you've had, like, a major character get straight up murdered, you're like, no, I want to learn more about that. What the fuck? Is-? And they're like, no, we got to go to Dorne and learn about how Dornish princes like to eat dates. Okay. 
um, dates. They, they, not like the, the not like the people that they're dating. That would be yeah. Was, interesting. That was what was going through my mind. <laughs> really? I'm like that's a little fucked up and no, dark. I, but I know. I mean, was that your a... fucking text alert? I yeah. Did your phone? At least when my phone goes off, it's on silent. You're unprofessional. I'm having a major this is emergency. So unprofessional. You're not having an emergency. I've um this. I have a mouse in my apartment, ladies and gentlemen. A mouse? I have a mouse too. I connect it to my computer all the time. It so was a really lame up. joke. No, it's an awesome joke. You know mm-hmm. why it's awesome? Because you don't have a mouse. I don't. And you're the I one used that edits this. for a while. Yeah. And then you were like, I want my mouse back. I have and I'm much- like, to do what? And you're like, I don't know. Put it in my butt. I, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I just, I don't want you to have it. I know that it makes making the show easier for you, and I don't want that to happen. I'm Mikey Chan. I like to sabotage our success. Exactly. So uh, I won't be on the podcast next week. I so like the way you, you hit your off. S's like a woman. My name is Mikey Chan. That's the first time I've ever done your voice where it was like, that's what it sounded your like. Your face looks a lot like an S right now. You're so, a really bitchy gay man. When I'm annoyed with you, that's what you sound like. I'm Mikey Chan. I will stand in the road to block our success. I don't care. Oh, what? You want us to get more listeners? People really like us on Podbean? Listen, I don't care. How are, how are I we... want the mouse. I'll, I'll do fuck all with it. How are we going to get more listeners when you constantly speak? words from your mouth <laughs> well what am i supposed to do on a podcast oh, Michael? Fucking no. it's our only means of communication oh god it's so why, terrible why do you so hate what we do i just, i don't i just hate the people i do it with <laughs> i guess that's fair enough everyone watch that movie grumpy old men yeah this is what it's like <laughs> in the future <laughs> they're gonna have a podcast but they're going to go to Florida, because that's where old people go to die, and they then they're going to start a podcast. God's waiting room. It's more like hell's waiting room. And the same thing. God has to judge you to go B5. There. B5. Bingo! I got the bingo! And they're like, no, Mrs. Robinson, we're not even playing bingo. <laughs> this is a canasta shuffle. This is battleship. What, what, is, what is canasta? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's an old people game, right? I don't fucking know. You're closer to that age than I am. That's true. By like 40 years. Yeah. Anyway. So this guy on The Daily Show, Mike. This guy on The Daily Show. I assume what it'll do is it'll give a great outsider perspective of uh, reminding people how ridiculous America is. Well, that was what I was going to say. Like, that's probably the goal. And I hope that that ends up working out. I feel like it does with John Oliver. You don't really get many complaints with John Oliver, but the cynic in me is like, they're going to put this guy there, and then you're going to have... I mean, you're always going to have people on the other side shitting on it, but it's going to give them that much fuel to the fire when they're like, oh, it doesn't matter what you say, what you say because you're not even American. Mm. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what we have Stephen Colbert for. Well, he quit too. He's Did gonna, he? Yeah. That, he quit way before Jon Stewart. He's taking over for David Letterman. Oh, yeah, that's right. I completely yeah. forgot about that. I just, um, they, uh, th- he's already gone. They replaced him. The show is called The Nightly Show now. Um, and I know oh, virtually nothing about replaced. it. Oh, okay. I was wondering about that. Mm-hmm. But no, it is it it it's almost a little bit concerning to me that Jon Stewart's leaving. I guess you know it's inevitable. I mean, people because he's move like on. he he is the face of news. I think he at this is. point he's probably the most trusted news source in America, mm-hmm. which is sad. Which is it's a terrible sad. show, but but and, it's true. I mean, but no, there's something about him. He's a cultural force. You know what I mean? He yeah. does, he has this job, um, and he kind of created this job. 
where he, he serves a purpose. He serves, like, it's almost like a civic duty at this point. And now when you see somebody changing hands, when you see a new person coming on, it does kind of concern me because if it doesn't go well, then we're losing, um, you know, a major... It's the uh, Doctor Who paradigm. Cultural institution. Yeah. Yeah, but Doctor Who, it's not like it's dissecting. It's not like it's, 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 I don't know. It's just a show. You watch right? Doctor Who? Doctor Who is life! Yeah, okay, fine. Whatever. Moving on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel I can validate. I, I'm validated when I say that because I <clears throat> have a life, Mr. Pino. <laughs> Do you? How's yours going? It's good. Actually, <laughs> we we had a big meeting to discuss where we're moving with this. Uh, yeah, which I was often. not there. I know, you weren't. What the fuck were you doing? I don't know. I didn't know it. You are like, oh, so we had a meeting yesterday. I'm like, oh. Well, that's because you who? told me earlier this week. You're like, oh, I'm working all week. So you didn't bother to ask? I mean, yes, I was working. But... Why would I bother to ask? I text you and you don't uh, ever text me back. Oh, that's because I just assume you're just speaking. And well, I don't want to deal with that. No. You know. Fuck you. This is like relationship problems. Fuck. What? This is like... Never... I know, it is. It's like a bad relationship. It's like a bad with relationship. with none of the benefits. It's just like, this guy sucks. <laughs> this guy He's sucks just awful too. and I can't even sleep with him. Not that I would want to. I'm just sorry. <laughs> What the fuck is this podcast going to be? April Fool's. No, this is our Easter episode. This is our Easter episode. Did you hear Jesus came back to life? Great. Where's the rabbit? My mom sent me a thing the other day talking about... I I, I don't even know what her point was, but she said something about how... I'd have to go back on Facebook and look what she said. But it was something that was ridiculously wrong. And I was just like, I know this and I'm not even religious. (laughs) Today is a day. Oh no, she said, he rose again to die for our sins. And I'm like... No, he died first, and then... <laughs> <laughs> today, well, actually today, well, many many people that uh, think that Easter is about Jesus, this is a false assumption. Uh, what this day commemorates is it, can, it commemorates a day between the eternal war, between the chickens and the rabbits, and or, the way that this war was solved was uh, the rabbit prince actually... Went to I thought you were going to lay down some facts right I am. now. I, thought, I am. This is I thought, factual. I thought, I thought you were talking factual. about how it's it just, no, 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 you know, it's, it's, it does commemorate the, the, on, the rising of Jesus, but I'm nobody in, even in the church thinks that he actually rose on that day. It's just they co-opted it from a pagan holiday because people were celebrating anyway. I'm telling the story. The rabbit Fine. prince snuck into Chicktopia <laughs> and stole the baby prince and princess's eggs and bounced around and threw the eggs and he scattered them across the world. And what happens was... He threw the eggs, and they shattered, and these little fetus babies, chickens, died upon impact. And it was horrible, and it was grotesque, and the entire land of Chicktopia mourned for years and years. Um, so they eventually thought of this great idea where, well, you know what? The eggs won't break if we make them out of plastic. So that's why chickens' eggs are now plastic now. Oh. Let's get this trending. Give me a hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag Chictopia. <laughs> Hashtag Chictopia. Hashtag remember Chictopia. Never forget. <laughs> I'm really sad that that story came to a close. I was like, I'm going to let him go for as long as he can. And if that ends up being two and a half hours, that will be the rest of this podcast. I can, I can, uh. Did you just make that up? Yeah. <laughs> It was pretty good. That was a good improvised story. Yeah, I can I can keep going. I can tell you about the whole history and no, war you probably should now. Reasons. I mean, the moment has passed. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, uh-huh. April first, the day of dicks is behind us. What? 
uh, Day of Dicks. Well, that's unfortunate. That's, <laughs> that's referred to as uh, April Fools because it's all the days where like people are assholes. April Fools. That's, that's the day when people are assholes. Like, hey, did you hear? Morgan Freeman died, and you're like, what? And they're like, yeah, April Fools. Did I'm you like, get hit with that one? Because I like, I I have been hit with that one in the past. Like, I feel like that's one that comes up every year. They're like, rest in peace, Morgan Freeman. Oh, I actually back when I was in band camp uh, in high school, there was one weekend where um. Someone this did, one time in band this camp. one time in band camp. You stuck a flu uh, someone into your butt. Glued hole. someone's urethra shut, and they told us that uh, no, 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 Morgan no. Freeman had died. That's the far less interesting part of the story. <laughs> Please go back. Yeah, and uh, I was in band camp, and they had told us that Morgan Freeman had died. I don't care. And- <laughs> tell, okay, you don't you don't say that and then move on. You glued someone's urethra shut. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, but that, so make something up. You just made up a really fine story. Yeah, but, but um, no, a lot of fucked up things happen in band camp. I'm not even kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's I like it. post-traumatic stress band camp. Um, it's one of those things. It's like the band kids. That is a disturbed group of individuals. Oh, yeah. Because it's like kind of... The, they say the same thing about drama kids, but it's not quite the same. The band kids are really just the people that didn't fit in anywhere else. Yeah, and drama kids are the people that don't fit in. They're also even really with horny. the band kids. And no. Oh no. No, not See, in any of the drama schools that I went to. Well, a that's correct. I've been to many a shitty drama school. I don't disagree with you. I like to be a big fish in a small pond. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, uh, in high school and in uh, the first two years of college, uh, they were very almost like religious celibate kids. They were kind of the exact opposite of the way that you would think of drama people. You went to the really shitty dramas. Yeah, and it it wasn't even like a religious school. It was just a regular fucking public high school and a regular fucking uh, public, you know, a state college. And then the second two years... Yeah, not so much. But uh, Nifa, I don't, I don't, I don't know if people at Nifa are horny. I didn't really talk to them. I was just sitting there the entire time, and I was like, "Well, I don't talk to people." But I particularly didn't talk to people at Nifa because I was just so depressed. I was like, "I'm spending so much money, and I'm getting so very little out of it." <laughs> Hashtag New York Film Academy. <laughs> We're probably gonna have to cut that if they're gonna sponsor scripted screen. But oh, you know. I don't dis. I, I don't regret my time at NIFA because I did meet a lot of really good people. Most of them were teachers, and a lot of them are actually going to be working for Off Time Radio soon. They're really? not teachers. It's but fantastic. Hashtag Nerd Film Academy. Round if two. you had have come to the production meeting, you would have known that. Well, uh, thanks. I was waiting for my invite. Hey, you never came, little lady. You, you said you were working all week. Why would I even ask? I don't know. When Maybe you, I wasn't working. Maybe I. Well, got were off. you working? You did say that you went to go I see was- Fast. In the Furies Part 12 or whatever it is. <laughs> I did. I saw it yesterday. I was off yesterday. Can we talk about that? I do want to talk about that because the Fast and the Furious movies fascinate me. We didn't um, get a good one to the fifth one, ironically. Well, it's the thing. It's like I've seen three of them. I saw the first one, the second one, and then way on later down Which when one? I was in my 20s. I, I, I couldn't even tell you. It was probably maybe the fifth where they say they're good. But when Paul Walker died... 
Um, and there was that like it, it, it was it was regarded as almost this national tragedy where this ma- this major outpouring of like sympathy, which is fine because I hear he's a fantastic he guy too. I, yeah, I bet he was. Um, what surprised me though, and what I came to find when uh, that had happened was that the Fast and the Furious franchise is fucking beloved by a lot of people. Yeah, well, I went there yesterday. I thought it'd come out last week, and turns out it'd come out yesterday, and mm-hmm. that's when I went to the theater. And I was like, oh, okay, um, so, you know, we'll have to get to Furious 7. And sure. Like, it's sold out. I'm like, what do you mean it's sold out? The movie doesn't start for 20 minutes. It's, it's sold out. There's another one in 40 minutes. I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, man. So I, I waited, and, like, and there was a huge, like, there was an Avengers-tier line outside the theater. And the, the thing that I immediately said was like, is this movie that big of a deal? Like, <laughs> And that's the thing. It's like, I had no idea how well these movies do. Oh yeah, um, they do. They do astoundingly well. Like I, I it, it was kind of shocking to me because like I, the three that I saw, I hated. Yeah, a lot. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, the first two, which everybody says they're not that great. It's a remake so of Point Break. First your, one was a remake of Point Break. Uh, your mom's a remake of Point Break. But the first two, I didn't really care for. The the other one that I saw, I was like, it's just forgettable. Although that one did really well. It was the fifth one. That's where they said there was a major turning point or something or another. But how do you have to wait five movies to get to a major turning point? If your franchise sucks for five films, I'm sorry, but your franchise just kind of sucks. Well, I mean, you can tell it to you too, but I mean, to you too. Band. They don't have a franchise. Well, they have a name, and it still sucks. No, there's a lot of things that have a name that suck. <coughs> On time drive. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> we are so far down the line. We're so uh, far down. We are so far down that list of people with names that suck. Still above Fifty Shades. Um. They make more money than we do. We don't make any money. No, I pay money. If you want to contribute. <laughs> um, anyways, the Fast and the Furious films, yes. The first film was a remake of Point Break, and in that I didn't find it very good at all, especially when you're considering that it's supposed to be compared to Point Break. Mm-hmm. Um, second one was bad, in my opinion. The third one was okay, because that was the one where it was a self-contained story set in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I mean, they're gonna do something different. It's like the classic hero story, but with cars. I mean, sure, fine. That was like a decent enough film. The fourth one was god-awful. Like, there was an abomination on cinema. I think I... Which one was the fourth one? What was that? Was that Tokyo Drift? <laughs> no, no, no. The The first one was The Fast and the Furious. Then there was Too Fast, Too Furious. Then there was The Fast and the Furious 3 Tokyo Drift. Okay. Then there was Fast and Furious. Then there was Fast 5. <laughs> then they just started, yeah, fucking with you. And then, like, and then there like, was... We're gonna... Then we're there just was, gonna take words out and put them back, and then we're gonna introduce new words. Then there was the Fast and the Furious Six, but the title insulated the movie. At least when I saw it, said Furious Six. So I don't know what went on with the titling of that movie. And now there's Furious Seven. Is that is that the franchise that we have to thank for that kind of shit? Like creative uh, 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 titling changes instead of just saying Fast and the Furious Part Three. We're gonna say no, Two that, Fast Seven Fury Fan Fortis Four Stick. No, we <laughs> fan four stick. Hashtag fan four stick. Um, no, I think we have to thank whoever the fuck thought that the letter or the number three looked like the letter E. Whoever did that, four chan maybe. You off. I don't know. No, don't say fuck four chan. They will destroy. No, it. not four chan. Just whoever whoever invented the three. Whoever invented leet speed. E. No, because that's a pretty common thing. It looks like a backwards E. I know, but you, I mean, you see like text speak, but you don't see text speak in a fucking movie title. Well, it's it's. That yet? Yeah. <laughs> no. 
I'm I'm sure that you have. That's that's like when like professors are like I know people text, but please don't give me text speak in an academic paper. That's Which why I say always makes I me know. sad because this happens. I don't go to your school, don't know any of your professors, but this happened in every one of my uh, English classes as well. Which leads me to believe that this is a thing that actually has been turned in as a fucking collegiate <sighs> paper. And 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 and, and, and I mean like it's and that's the same thing too. Where like I understand lead speak, I get it. You like numbers mixed with letters, mixed with. Hyphens mixed with pronunciation. Well, speak, Don't fucking put it in a movie title. The origin of Leet Speak actually had like a practical purpose. It was uh, for people to get around like, um, uh, 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 what do you call it? Like automated um, text blocker type things. Like you can't say a certain phrase, so they had to rearrange it um, so the machine couldn't pick it up. Um, then it just kind of became something of in of know, itself. Yeah, it became the twilight of the generation. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's twilighting our generation, but it, it is the twilight of the generation. It's more or less, yeah. I lost Fast Furious Seven. I did see it. Sure. Um, the Fast and the Furious franchise is a franchise where I did not enjoy until the fifth one. Like the Mission Impossible franchise, the Fast and the Furious franchise rebranded themselves, and with Fast Five, they rebranded themselves from being a car chase point break remake to mm-hmm. being a heist film franchise. Yeah. Right. And uh, it, it worked incredibly well for Fast Five. I mean, I, Fast Five was an enjoyable action movie. And, you know, that was the direction they took. And I'm like, all right, I'll be on board with this. We'll see where it goes. And then Furious 7 was just shit. It was just absolute shit. Um, and then Furious 7 was announced. And, uh, you know, I was saying, like, okay, I mean, Fast Five was good. So we'll see where this goes. Mm-hmm. And it was exactly what I had expected. And I'd say it's not as good as Fast Five, but it's three quarters Fast Five. The movie was three quarters Fast Five. Yeah. Why did you go see it? Who'd you see it with? Uh, my friend Mike, actually. Um, we were hanging out that day and we were like, you want to go see a movie? And sure. And it was down to either uh, Furious 7 or It Follows. And while I do really want to see It Follows... What it- is that? Well, it, I really want to see well, it. It's, it it's, a, it's, a, it's a modern day horror film. Your mom's a modern but day horror film. I didn't feel. Burn. <laughs> cooking is. But I didn't feel comfortable seeing a horror film about an STD serial killer uh, with a friend. Okay, I don't know. I don't know how you <laughs> arrived at that. But uh, holy fuck, I didn't know about that movie or what it was it's an std serial killer yeah well the whole the whole film is wait who would you want to see that with if not with a friend i don't know i don't, certainly don't want to see it with a date you you cer- know? i was gonna say you don't want to see it with a fucking date That's that a- really puts you in the mood <laughs> you get some you get some massage oil put on it follows get the mood lighting going oh uh, that's how magic happens people no, um, it's it's a story about um, what what I think sums it up is one of the one of the reviews for the movies stated that it's like an urban legend that you knew your whole life, and it's one of the things where that's kind of the key to a good urban legend. Yeah, um, where when people copulate, uh, it transfers this entity between people, and this entity they say like it doesn't think, it doesn't feel. It just follows you, and it follows you, and like wherever you are, it's taking a step towards you, and it will kill you. And once it kills you, it goes down back down the line for who had it before you, and so and so and so on. Right. It looks really interesting. It's like a stylistic uh, uh, indie horror film, kind of in like I guess it'd say the Babadook, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, it looks really interesting, but I did not feel comfortable seeing that with someone. So we went to Furious 7. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was definitely... It was suspend disbelief the movie. Okay, and here's here's the thing. I can't slight the Wait, movie. what do you mean by that? What is... What do you mean? Suspend disbelief. I know the movie. The, uh, well, uh, well, when uh, you suspend DLC. disbelief, I know Tyler. that. I'm <laughs> saying, why is it suspend disbelief the movie? Because every every segment of the film, the film's basically four acts, and each act is a different heist. Because they do four heists in the films, and every time they do, shit just gets crazier and crazier and crazier to the point where it's no longer the Drag Race franchise that you saw in the first film, but it's now a James Bond movie. But a much shittier James Bond movie, mm-hmm. uh, where they're driving cars across the across the uh, towers in Dubai. Ain't nothing wrong it's with that. Fucking, it's fucking absurd, and it's one were of were they driving cars across a tower in Dubai? Well, there are three towers, and they're on like I don't know, fucking level one hundred and fifty on one tower, and they drove it through the window into the second tower, and then through that window, and it's, it was it's a fucking absurd movie, <clears throat> and. It's definitely one of those things where, wow, this is really cool to see on screen, but it takes you out of the moment because you have a brain and think conscious. Well, at least I hope well, you do. Um, I don't know about that. But having a brain takes you out of the moment and think like, wait, that person would be soup. Like, I know they're wearing a seatbelt, but that person would be soup. <laughs> but um, but no, the ending of the film, because I, I can't slight the film for having a kind of disorganized plot or sloppy writing just because you know paul walker died Mm -hmm. and he was like an integral part of the film right which spoiler alert um i thought he would die in the movie and i especially thought that he would die because in the very beginning of the film when they're burying uh the asian guy the one asian guy they had in that franchise uh they're burying him because jason satan killed him in the third movie apparently Mm -hmm. um they're burying him and they, they they said um Prom- and they're, they're talking to Paul Walker's character, and they're like, promise me we don't have to go to any more funerals. And I was like, oh, that's foreshadowing. I promise you nothing in particular. Uh, yeah. And I was thinking, oh, that's that's some really good foreshadowing because, you know, Paul Walker's dead, so Paul Walker's going to die, and it's going to be this whole big emotional thing. Mm-hmm. And it'll be this fantastic thing where you can have the actor's emotions for the human transferring over to how you'd see that on screen. I don't know if that's taking advantage or exploiting that human emotion, but it would have been beautiful to see there's a razor thin line between advantage and exploitation yeah um but that would have been really interesting for me to see and i think it would have been a really really touching and a real would have been a really big turn for the franchise because it takes this absurd ridiculous thing and it grounds it in human emotion which is well a lot of what it's lacking mm-hmm. and i would have really liked to see that but paul walker doesn't die in the movie for the scenes that he's not in they just wet a workshopped him and it, wet a workshop did cgi paul walker mm-hmm. and the entire ending five minutes or so yeah is uh and i don't know if, I, I mean i spoiler alert but I mean, honestly do you do you give a shit about spoilers for a fast and furious movie are you asking me or are you asking the people i'm asking the this? people who can't respond so they're gonna hear it whether i'm gonna say i don't give a shit yeah um the whole uh, spoiler alert if you'd want to go see this movie i'll put a timestamp in here probably not it's at 35 right now, so after I edit it, maybe 30 minutes in. I don't know. Just um, skip ahead, people. Or if, you know, you haven't fallen asleep yet, just, you can mute it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the whole ending five minutes is this long monologue stated by Vin Diesel where um, all the characters at the end, 
they're on a beach and they're all chilling, mm-hmm. and Vin Diesel just leaves, and they make this thing where like, you know, Paul Walker's character is over there, and like you're gonna leave that saying bye. It's like yeah, it's fine. And so he leaves, and Paul Walker drives up next to him, and it's CGI Paul Walker, and it's like, you thought you could leave without saying goodbye, and there's this whole touching moment where they're driving together one last time, and Vin Diesel has this whole monologue where he's like, you know, I took life a quarter mile at the time, and I think that's why we got along, <laughs> my brother. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, that's good dialogue. Yeah, it's fantastic. There's, this movie has fucking, it has dialogue that would make Batman and Robin cringe. Like, it's pretty bad. Um, it would be hard to do. But, uh... Dude, Arnold Schwarzenegger could have been in this movie, I swear to God. But um, but it was this really touching moment where like they're driving off and they go in two separate directions, and it's really it's it's really touching. And I'm thinking, and the movie like ends on a like a camera pans up and it says night white screen and it says uh you know for Paul, and I'm thinking wow that's a really touching uh sentiment that had literally nothing to do with the movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because in the context of the film, what what we're led to believe is uh Paul Walker's character and Vin Diesel get in their cars, leave their friends and family without saying a word, and then drive off. And then drive in two separate directions. To which I imagine it was a really long road that they took separate directions on, which, you know, is a metaphor for, like, you know, their parting ways. But it was this whole thing where, like, the fuck's he going? (laughs) My uh, my friend Micah was with you saying, like, oh, no, see, what happened was uh, Paul Walker drove off to the left and, uh, he went to go get more beer for the party back on the beach, but Vin Diesel was on his phone texting someone, and he missed the turn, so he fucking took the wrong exit. But, uh, but no, it was, uh, it was... I don't know if I could say it was worth admission price. It's, it's fine. What was admission price? Uh, well, for me, it was $8. So, discounted tickets. worth $14, if you would have to do that, would you do that? <laughs> uh, it so was worth no. eight dollars. <laughs> it was worth this eight dollars. I mean, it's not for for the movies that we've been getting. I'd have rather I would have rather have seen this than say a majority of. I would have rather seen this than Insurgent, which I saw. Um, mm-hmm. But I would have probably seen Kingsman again for the sixth time. I see. I would I would rather watch Kingsman again than go see. Fear You're probably 7. the only person still seeing Kingsman. Well, the numbers are going up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still in theaters, and it's been, like, what, over a month at this point? So it's pretty good. Yeah. Go see Kingsman. Hashtag Kingsman. It's awesome. Well, there you have it. All the way. By the way, I did see Insurgent. Hashtag. How was that? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's, it's another, like... It's another teen, teen romance thing. type um, thing. I saw the first film, Divergent, mm-hmm. and it was one of the few young adult novels that didn't hurt my soul to sit through. Yeah. Um... Because my, my girlfriend at the time, she really enjoyed uh, Shit. young adult novels, and especially the movie adaptations. So we went and saw Divergent, and um, it was really funny because there were parts of the movie I really enjoyed and parts I didn't. <laughs> and she was telling me, like, oh, you should really read the book because, you know, it elaborates on a lot of the things that you probably didn't like. Like, what, did you, what didn't you like? And I was saying, you know, the movie didn't have a central villain. You know, this wasn't established. Like, this wasn't, what like, they're just... Did, what was, who was the villain? Uh, it was Reveal. I mean, uh, oh, God, I can't remember her name. I can't remember. The the lead actress, they try to make her Darth Vader, but she's in no way cool with Darth Vader. Darth Vader. But they try to make her the villain towards the end of the movie, but there's no... Any, like, there's nothing there. The movie is, like, paper thin. Like, there's a, it looks cool. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's really deep. But if you turn the paper on its side, it's, there's nothing There's nothing under it. Like, it's not deep. It's not 
structured. It's not. It's just not there. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her all the complaints I had about the movie, and she was like, "Actually, maybe you shouldn't read the book because all the things that you're talking about are <laughs> they're just magnified. They're just, they're just magnified. <laughs> they're even worse. They <laughs> fixed it in the movie." But uh, by God, the book is the worst thing that ever happened. No, but uh, but the movie, the movie, it, this, well, the story it's in of itself is society is divided into four, four or five factions. There, there are these factions, and it's this whole utopia society where everything works because um, you take this test and it tells you, oh, you're this kind of person, so you go with the happy feelies people, mm-hmm. or you're this kind of person. They do parkour. I don't know what they do parkour, for society, parkour. but they do they do parkour. Yeah. Uh, so they put they split society up into that, um, and uh, the whole movie is about the the dick people uh, in the movie. The dick faction is like, hey, you know what? We're gonna fuck over the other factions and take over, and it's the plot of the film. And it wasn't terrible, like it was like a six, yeah, six out of ten. And then I saw the second one, and they changed directors, and it was like a. 3.5 maybe a 4 out of 10 <laughs> so it wasn't painful to watch necessarily I would have just rather have been doing literally anything else than being in that theater yeah um but it's well, what I what I thought was just fucking hilarious uh and I, I thought it was just me picking up on the performances but I've read a lot of reviews since then and it seems like everyone has this consensus where literally every actor but the lead has this completely apathetic I really don't want to be here like delivery to their lines because I mean Miles Teller is in the movie and like he fucking yeah, just came off of Whiplash that's what I hear it's Jai- like everybody in the movie has kind of gone on to do bigger better things Jai Courtney's in the movie and he's on to Terminator Genwisis which I mean bigger and better you could Isn't you could stretch that in the Justice League as well oh he's in Suicide Squad yeah. that's right um so so I mean like so everyone ever I was watching all these performances I'm like they really don't care so I posted a thing on Twitter after I saw the films like hashtag the insert or the uh, the divergent series colon we're all contractually obligated to be here <laughs> oh god but yeah that was uh that was a thing I saw yeah so to reiterate my point go watch Kingsman right if you've seen it just go see it again because we're not getting anything good till the Avengers well um, I got what is it Mad Max which comes out see. after the Avengers Really? I thought it comes out next month. It does. The Avengers comes out May 1st. Really? Yeah. Mad I Max comes out. I had no out idea. May 14th. That's so close. All right. You know, that's the thing about the Avengers right now. It's like, I don't even really care about it. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of over it. I feel like what, the, the first one was wonderful. Um, then every kind of Marvel movie that came out since then, with the exception of Captain America... I was just like, eh, whatever. I mean, if you really look back on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there were a lot of really good films. Well, I mean, there were good films in there, but a lot of them, even looking back at, you know, the, the more recent ones, some of them have a really low-budget-esque feel to it. Like, I think Winter Soldier and Guardians are the two that feel like a big-budget Hollywood movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, go back and watch. Just look at the trailer for The Incredible Hulk. It looks like it was made on the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. It really does. Um... Iron Man, relatively low budget, considering what they were doing. Iron Man 2 is... I don't I think mean, anyone wants to watch that again. Well, but Iron Man was fantastic. The Incredible was. Hulk was very good, but I feel like I wouldn't think that had it not been for Ang Lee's Hulk. <laughs> that me and everyone else was thinking of when it came out. Um, but that being said, it's like Iron Man 2 was like bad. 
It was really bad. Iron Man 3 is pretty good. But, again, I didn't... I Iron Man know. 3, I thought, was, like, the biggest bait-and-switch in uh, advertising yeah. ever. Why is that? Because uh, all the advertising that was coming out for the movies, like the trailers, the teasers, TV spots for it, it all represented this emotionally destroyed uh, Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. I almost said Robert Stark. It all it represented this emotionally destroyed Tony Stark. And there were, there were clips, like the Super Bowl teaser, that when it came out back then, uh, it had that clip where the Air Force One exploded and people were falling out. And it was this whole thing where, like, all right, how many people can I hold? Like, you can carry three. Mm-hmm. And nine people were falling out of the sky. And you thought, like, oh, my God, this could be a really big emotional thing for him. Like, all these people, I'm sure, are important in some capacity. And you have to pick and choose who lives and who dies. Like, that makes you a monster. Like, how can you live with yourself after that? But now they did some bullshit. Like, oh, everyone grab hands and we're all going to live because I'm a superhero. And it, it it took away all the tension that I wanted the movie to establish. Mm-hmm. So, with and with every trailer, it was this whole, like... You know, the Mandarin, who's not really the Mandarin, is going to destroy your world and is going to break you down. You're going to be an empty shell. Like, it, it it was trying to piggyback off of what the Dark Knight Rises was. Right. And Which was to, crap. So it did. It, it did piggyback off the Dark Knight Rises. But, um, but yeah, it, it, it ended up not being that at all. <laughs> so, so, yeah, there was that. Um, and there was Captain America. Yeah. Um... Captain America the Winter Soldier was fantastic which actually Furious 7 I think took a lot of cues from the Winter Soldier because the whole thing in the movie like all the advertisements were like oh Jason Statham is the older brother of the person they crippled in the previous film and Jason Statham is pissed yeah so uh, he was like oh he's gonna like fuck some shit up well really the, the things the movie's not about that right the movie's about this crew gathering this hard drive that has this program on it that can hack into anything mm-hmm and Jason Statham, they treated like the Winter Soldier. Well, they'll be in the middle of the heist, and Jason Statham shows up just to fuck with them. Right. And then he, and then he disappears, and then he comes back later, and then he disappears. And that's what it was. I mean, like, you know, I mean... It, yeah. Yeah, it was okay. It was, it was mildly okay-ish. Mildly okay-ish. Mildly okay-ish. That's going to be a fucking tagline for that movie. <laughs> the tagline. At least we're not taken yet. Yeah. Um, so what was the other thing that we wanted to talk about? The Flash. What happened with that? I didn't see this episode. You did. You were. What did you? How did you feel? Well, I've been really enjoying the Flash so far, and I think it was a major event episode for anyone that's unaware. Oh yeah. Um, with Mark Hamill returning to reprise his role as the Trickster, yeah, which he played in the 1991 Flash TV show, um, to much critical acclaim. Oddly enough even though that show didn't have any of that. It was what ended up getting him... Um, the Joker. The audition for the Joker, and then they liked him a lot, so... Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, oddly enough, The Flash, they released DVDs in sets. Well, not DVDs, VHS, even at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember I owned the VHS for that particular episode of The Flash, and that episode, I, I, there was a two-part episode, of the episode itself was two hours or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And uh, that episode, the only one that I seemed to own was the one with Mark Hamill on it. And I've only seen that episode and the pilot. Those are the only two I've ever seen of that series. But I remember that was the only VHS that I had that was mine. Mm -hmm. Everything else was my father's. And he liked to watch a lot of horror movies. So at the age of four or five, I would be watching Nightmare on Elm Street, followed by Halloween, followed by Pet Cemetery, followed by The Flash, starring Mark Hamill. Uh, (laughs) So I would watch that 
religiously. I'd watch it on a constant basis. So seeing him reprise his role, because mm-hmm. I don't. Are you familiar with the the formula of the episode itself? Uh, no, not really. Well, He's this this newest the... episode, he is the trickster. He is the trickster that we knew in the ninety one series. Yeah, I've and seen a little bit of that, and then I guess the Flash's dad is also. Well, he was the Flash in the original series. Yeah, he was, and um, apparently this new person, this new wannabe, claiming to be the trickster comes into Central City. So, Barry Allen teams up with Mark Hamill to figure out who this new imposter is. Yeah. Uh, and that's the story of the episode. And it was really good. It And one of the things I love most about it is uh, not only Mark Hamill's just absurd comedic timing and just delivery of these lines, because he was giving a Joker performance. Mm-hmm. Like, if Mark Hamill was the Joker in a, any film iteration, this is what he would be. And it was really good. Yeah. Uh, also, dude, the, the guy looks good. I mean, in terms of being Mark Hamill, and if anyone who's ever seen any voiceover thing ever, you know what Mark Hamill looks like. Right. <laughs> He's in pretty good shape now. Yeah, for Mark Hamill, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but no, I mean, there were, there were certain lines that he said. Like, there was one line where uh, he was talking about this one plot that was to be his magnum opus. And he, he was saying, like, this will be my pinnacle. This will be my... Breaking Bad season five, and then he turns to someone next to him and he's like, "They gave me cable in prison, so I'd stop killing the guards." Like it was, it was That's, hilarious. That is funny. And uh, and that was <laughs> season five. And that was what the episode was, and it was fantastic. Mm. And it was really, really good to see Mark Hamill reprise his role as a Joker. And when he and Barry Allen's father, who played the old Flash, were in the same room together, it felt so fantastic. Like it really did. Um. But they even did a lot of, like, small things where they'd recreate imagery from the original series or when they'd go to his lair. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the same lair that he had in the original 91 series, and all the the props and the sets that they had were from that episode. And I remember, like, oh, my God, that's the, the water tank that he, fla- that he trapped the Flash in, or that's the mannequin that he, like, you know. Yeah. It, was, it was really cool, and it was really good to see. Right. So, I mean, even, even if you haven't seen the 91 series, which I don't blame you for if you haven't, um... Even if you haven't seen that, it's still a really good and really strong installation to the Flash series. Mm-hmm. If you have seen it, I think you will be more than pleased with what they've done with this past episode. Yeah, coming up right now, Flash. But uh, yeah, they even use like stills and screenshots from the original '91 series. In what context do you mean by that? Well, when when they're researching him in Star Labs, they're like, "Oh yeah, the there was the trickster. His name was James Jesse." Mm-hmm. And uh, he he and they were they're actually telling like the story back in ninety one like he he killed so many people he tried to set off this bomb and this is who he was and he was this really big threat and they showed a screenshot from when he was being arrested in the original series mm-hmm. and it was Mark Hamill in the unitard like the multicolored spandex like being drugged into a courthouse mm-hmm. and it was and it was and they were saying like oh god <laughs> unitards and it was hilarious yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, that was a the context they used it. And they used it for, uh, like, profile footage and stuff like that. Uh, but it was really good. And I was really absurdly happy with that. Mm-hmm. It made me really happy. Right. Uh, well, that's good. At they, least the Flash is good. They even, they even ran... I don't know if this is a spoiler. They even threw in a... Mark Hamill at one point said, I am your father. Yeah, <laughs> it was I, really I funny. Hey. But yeah, it's because no, like when he was in Star Trek, um, that was his big thing. Oh yeah, yeah, he, he was, was uh, the father. Of... He was Captain Spock. Yeah. Um, but 
He was Dumbledore's father. Dumbledore's father. He fired a bone arrow at the uh, USS Millennium Falcon. <laughs> but um, but no, what? I just lost my train of thought. What what the Flash is doing and what I applaud it for is it's taking a very unconventional approach to comic book television, being that it's putting comic book stories on TV. Mm-hmm. And I really applaud that. Yeah. Because that is a notion that Hollywood, or not Hollywood, like TV, seems to forget where, oh my god, you have these really fantastically well-written stories that uh, we're basing our show on. Let's not do that in the slightest way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, uh, no, The Flash is taking, like, they're taking Flashpoint, they're putting it on screen, and it's fantastic. It's a great story, it's well-written, mm-hmm. and they're doing a really good job of adapting that to screen. Yeah. Um, and this is, like, conversely to other shows like, uh, you know, Arrow, where it's still it's still good, but they're taking a completely new new look to the series, new stories, new brandings, things like that. Um, so, I mean, it works, but in different ways. Mm-hmm. I will still stand by my decision, though, that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the best comic book show on television. Even better than Gotham? <laughs> Did you see my did you see my post on Twitter? Uh, your April Fools one? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Well, I don't get it cuz I thought Gotham. you were a really big fan of Gotham. Yeah, Gotham's great. Is that not true anymore? Gotham. What the is, fuck happened? Gotham's fantastic. Mm. Anyways, but no, that Flash was good. But in other in other superhero news, um and April Fools news, Ryan Reynolds posted on his Twitter mm-hmm. recently on uh the 1st. He said Something like, um, here I screenshotted it just in case. He said, A PG-13 Deadpool will still have fourth wall breaking, a shit ton of action, and at least three chimichangas. Zero mm-hmm. need to panic, I promise. Yeah. Which, you know, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's, you know, like, I mean, we all knew that he would probably get a PG-13 rating. Because right. it's, it's Fox, and they don't give a shit about what you like. They're going to do what they want. Um... But so they did that, and you know, I imagine that's probably a wise choice for the studio because they're unsure. And with Fox, they're just kind of they're tapping at the ice to see what's stable or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, that's a little disappointing, but I'll take it. If anything, I'll wait for when the DVD comes out, and we'll have an unrated version, and that'll be what we all know and love. Sure. And then a couple hours later, he posted an interview with uh, Extra. And what was his name? Mario Lopez? Uh, yeah, Mario Lopez of Saved by the Bell fame. Um, who's now on Access Hollywood, I believe it is. Or yeah. Extra. That eh, is the same shit. Go on. And, uh, no, I want to give you the chance to talk. No, I don't want to talk. All right, fine. I'll talk then. And uh, Mario Lopez was interviewing Ryan Reynolds. And uh, <laughs> it was funny because Mario Lopez says, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with the character of Deadpool that mm-hmm. we saw in X-Men Origins Wolverine. And Ryan Reynolds just gets this embittered, like this embittered, defeated look on Which his is face. really great because, like, I, I, I felt like his acting in this, um, spoilers, spoilers, it was an April Fool's thing, but, like, his acting in this seemed so natural where he it's, just <laughs> seemed very uncomfortable. He's like, no, yeah, but that's not what we're putting on the screen. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, in different interviews with Ryan Reynolds, they, they ask him about, like, the X-Men Origins Wolverine. And in every interview, I swear, I, sh- I shit you not, he takes a pause, takes a deep breath, and he goes, Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that did happen. It's, uh, it was a thing that happened, and I just wanted to be Deadpool. Yeah. I just wanted to be Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> but, All right. but so, um, 
but so yeah, he's like, yep, yeah, yeah, that 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 was Deadpool, but that's not what we're putting on screen. <laughs> and uh, Mario Lopez says, oh yeah, well you know, word came through today that the studio is making a PG thirteen movie, and Ryan Reynolds was also like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're we're working with that. We're trying to stay true to the source material and to the character, mm-hmm. to the essence of what it is. And Mario Lopez was like, "I think that's great. Like, it's great to stay family friendly." Yeah. To which Ryan Reynolds was, "I I I wouldn't I wouldn't say family friendly at all." And mm-hmm. it's at which point you see Deadpool walking around in the background. Who is Ryan Reynolds? Actually, it was Ryan Reynolds in the suit? Oh, was it? Yeah, he takes a light. Like one of the studio lights and yeah. smacks Mario Lopez over the light. face. Fuck you, Slater. Fuck you, Slater. Yeah. Slater is the name of Mario Lopez's character on Saved by the Bell. Um. But, um, but yeah. And, uh, then you hear Deadpool saying, the Deadpool movie will, of course, be R rated. To which, after that went up, Ryan Reynolds posted on his Twitter, R is for rejoice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that makes me really happy. Yeah. Um, movie still being scheduled as a February release? Yeah, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing for this particular movie, because... It won't go up against big blockbuster films. Right, and that's the exact reason that they're doing it. It's just, um... I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that they think it's not going to be good. Yeah. Which is well... usually the case with February releases, but, like... Oh, maybe We're... they think that, but it's like... They don't have enough confidence to put it up um in the summer which i don't necessarily blame them for especially if it's going to be rated r just because an r rating is going to you know listen it's 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 going to take away listen from the uh, box office earnings if you take a study let's take a study let's do a demographic study sure. um there were 155,000 people that attended new york comic con last year mm-hmm. i would say at least 100,000 of them were cosplaying as deadpool yeah well, even so if all 100,000 of them go to see that movie, it's still not going to beat the Avengers. I know, but in the, but in the grand scheme of things, when you have two-thirds of a nerd population wanting mm. for this to happen, sure, you imagine it's going to be oh, successful. Oh, you're going to get like loyalty. And it's not going to be unsuccessful, but it's not going to be what it would be if it was PG-13. Oh, yeah. It's but, just um, it's going to take a massive pay cut based on that and nothing else. Yeah. But but fuck it. It's, it's going to be... Like, I'm... I'm determined to support that movie as best I can because mm-hmm. there's no, uh, this is gonna bite me in the ass. There's no way it can suck. There's no way it can suck. I think. Um, I think Ryan Reynolds. Well, you just doomed it. Doesn't matter what <laughs> happens now. You just fucked it all over. <laughs> I think Ryan Reynolds, he's too determined not to fail us again. Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty sure that's what he views X Men Origins as. He views X Men Origins as a failure because that's what everyone views it as. Right. Um. But yeah, I I know he's he's he loves this project so much, mm-hmm. and he's he's been spearheading this project, and he's been so passionate that he he can't let it be anything less than stellar. Yeah, and I I have hashtag faith in Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Get that trending. Hashtag faith in Reynolds. Well, listeners, both of you, it's up to you now. <laughs> Spread the hashtag. We got this far. Yeah. Like Michael is talking so much. I did see, I I offered you the chance hey, to Hey man, I I am fine with this. You do what you got to do. You know, see, Stella. this is this is me making up like what I missed last week. Yeah, for the last 2 weeks actually. Yeah. Fuck you. You've been Fuck you, Slater. off time. No, jive. you've been off off time, Jeff. <laughs> you've been the opposite of off time, Jeff. You've been on time for I got whatever it is you do in your life. Um, we live in New York. 
What does that mean? We've had fires and explosions recently. We did in the East Village. What was that? Did anybody figure out what that was? It was just a gas leak. How boring. Yeah. They thought nobody died, and then a lot of people ended up dying. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much just a big fat. And you know, it was actually within that same week. Uh, someone pulled the fire alarm at my school. Mm-hmm. So uh, the school's great idea of an evacuation plan is to take everyone that's in a building. And put them out front of the glass-walled science center. Mm-hmm. Which I don't imagine is a good idea. But it was great because the fire alarm started going off. <laughs> My usually common collected English professor, like, jumps, looks at the fire alarm, turns back to us and says, This isn't a drill! <laughs> to which everyone in the classroom stops. And I just say... We're all going to die. Which and was then, true. You and did. everyone jumps up, and we all run downstairs. We run down six flights of stairs to the science center. At which point, I was just thinking, like, aren't science centers, like, combustible? Yeah. And isn't it bad to be standing out front of glass-walled exteriors? Probably. I would have just left. I'd have gotten right on the train and gone <laughs> home. Yeah. I don't know what the hell... I, I wouldn't have even gone to school in the first place. Yeah, well, you didn't. Um, yeah. They kept wanting you to read Lord of the Flies, and you said, fuck this, and never graduated. I'm not going to fucking argue with them. I'm you not reading that goddamn do. book. But, um... This is America. But, we uh, don't read. We don't. We Hope podcast. Yeah. But, um... Earlier that week, as well, um, there was a fire down in Brooklyn in which um, seven seven children died. And it was it was a tragedy. It was it was really it was really terrible. Yes. But it hit remarkably bad timing because in my news writing class, my news writing professor, uh, great fantastic guy, um, Mark McSherry, writes for the Guardian. Uh, he, does he? Yeah, he does. Why does he teach at your school? I don't. Writing uh, for the Guardian. I don't know, but he writes for the Guardian. Uh, fantastic guy. He's this really pessimistic cynical scotsman and he, he's always he's always telling us in class like when you write the headline you have to make it punchy like you make it punch the reader in the face like make something catchy make like a joke or a pun or use some clever song lyrics and uh, he came into class that one day he's like okay so today we're writing uh we're writing about a tragedy and it's about the fire down in brooklyn so uh write you know write a story about that and put it on a two-page spread mm-hmm. and uh my fucking stupid fucking dumb fucking brain Mm -hmm. for some reason kept coming up with punny sarcastic joke song like titles like you do to put for this fucking tragedy and i had to ask him like well here's the thing is he he put that in your head he He, did and he's like conditioned you for that do you still want us to make like a punny or catchy title and he was like no no Yeah. So every time I would write, I'd I'd sit down and I I'm going to hell for this. I'm and I swear to God I'm going to hell. But every time I would do it, I'd sit down and I'd make a title like, all right, song lyrics, burn baby burn. No, fuck, God damn it. <laughs> or um, you know, it was what ended up setting the fire was a hot plate because it was the Sabbath and they can't cook over an open fire, so they set a hot plate on. And Who ever that cooks over an open fire anymore? Yeah, fucking no. But they couldn't use a stove. Okay. Is what I'm getting to. So. You know, other stove titles. without an open fire. Yeah, or, or, or other toves, or, or other 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 toves, other titles I came up with for is um you know hot plate murders family, which if that was a story I would read that. 
sure. or a, a diet that kills. Uh, this is apparently not good. <laughs> so uh, I'm a terrible person. You knew that already. I'm going to hell. Speaking of being a terrible person, I was also casted in a radio show. Yeah, what is that about? Uh, well, I was there were I was two there were, I was casted for three things recently at my school. Holy which, bitch! Which, <laughs> I'm getting more acting work than you are. Yeah, that's true. And you spent a ridiculous amount of money to go to acting school. Well. But um, I'm doing a play, I guess. Apparently, I'm not really sure on the details. Um, but I'm, I'm also doing two radio plays. And when what I, is the play? I don't fucking know. What do you mean you don't fucking know? I don't fucking know. They I gave mean, you a part in the play. And you don't know what it is. Yeah, I haven't looked at it yet, but. <laughs> But they said. Did you uh, audition for it? No. So they were just like, and they're like, here, you'll be good for this. Cause I mean, I did I did a radio play last year, and that well, was it's fun. the radio play. I'm saying the play. Like oh a, yeah, no, the actual play. What no, was no, that? I didn't. I didn't audition for that. They're just like, hey, you'll be good for this, and I'm like, sure. Boy, were they wrong? Yeah, boy, were they wrong? I'm gonna fuck that thing up. Um, but, but no, I did a radio play, uh, recently, and uh, I did one last year. But this year, my friend was like, hey, you know, we're going to read this thing uh, this upcoming Monday. Would you just read this for us? Like, just... I'm like, all right, sure. I'm going to sit down in a room, and we're all going to read this at the table. Uh-huh. What you imagine, right? Yeah, no. So they put us up in the school auditorium, and it's filled. And I'm like, okay, so you're just going to read off the thing. I'm like, you're, you're telling me this now? <laughs> like, but, uh, but yeah, they casted me as a, a sarcastic asshole, which... Uh, I don't imagine why they do. I could see you as an asshole, not necessarily as a sarcastic one, because that would mean that you were, like, funny and <laughs> likable. Yeah, which I'm not. Which oh, I'm not. boy, you're not. No, no. Um, oh, you don't have to tell them that. They've been oh, listening yeah, for they the listen. Last. Well, they're probably asleep by now. They've probably, probably long shut this off. Um, what other news has come out recently? Lex Luthor, bald Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, we talked about looks, that on the last one. You know that, but you don't listen to this I don't. fucking looks show. Exactly like bald Jesse Eisenberg. Well, I'm putting in my opinion. Okay. Tyler looks Do exactly it. what what you would expect bald Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. There you go. No one thought he couldn't be bald and surly at the same time. It's just he's not Lex Luthor. No, he's just Jesse Eisenberg. Mm-hmm. Which you know he is the same age as Henry Cavill, but you would have never called that. Hey, what are you What are you doing? What? Are you looking at porn? Yes. I'm looking up Flash crap. That's my computer. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like Flash anime. Oh, you mean like Flash porn. Yeah. No, don't do it now. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. What were you saying? <laughs> I'm done. No, what were you saying before? I need to go off of that. Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. He's the same age as Harry, Henry Cavill. Yeah, no, he is. He's a little bit older than you would think. Um... Jesse Eisenberg. By he's like always ten years. Well, he's always playing like twenty uh, somethings and teens and other crap, but uh, he's not that. He's in his thirties. Jesse Eisenberg. So there you have it. Um, that's about all I have to say for tonight. We're at an hour seven. Yeah. Yeah. You can cut out literally all the times. You said like five G on this podcast. <sighs> it did. I said a lot at the top of it, and you started talking, and I was like, oh god. I offered you the chance to tell you, like, no, no, I don't, I don't want to speak. I'm done. The flash about the, the, the fucking whatever it was. Uh, good night, Deadpool? everybody. Nope.